morning. It is Monday, January the 18th. I am Ben O'Leary here for Marcus today to have a look at what the market has in store for us this week. And now this morning, the market is down 38 points or a little over half a percent with energy resources and financials the worst hit, while healthcare and tech are the best performers. On the stock front, Zip is up 5% after confirming the completion of their SPP at $5.29 per share. A nice little discount now after that pop and JB Hi-Fi is up 5% on a trading update and you can find all the details on that JB Hi-Fi update in Chris's Stockwatch which is live on our website this morning. Now earnings season is approaching, the Aussie dollar is up 12% since June and that could mean trouble for some of our big names that are earning their dollars overseas. And the speed of that dollar rally has left analysts off guard according to Head of Australian Equities at Morgan Stanley, Chris Nickel, with forecast calculations likely being done with a 70 to 72 cent assumption on the Aussie dollar and that's setting up numerous companies for disappointing forecasts when they convert their international earnings into Aussie dollars. Approximately 31% of the ASX 200 earn at least a quarter of their revenue offshore, with some of the big names that are going to be fighting an uphill battle on earnings including CSL, Macquarie, ResMed, Aristocrat Leisure, Amcor, Brambles, Treasury Wines, Cochlear, Janice Henderson, James Hardy, Lendlease, Sonic Healthcare, ComputerShare, and Borrell. And you can find a little table with those stocks and their performance figures up in today's strategy section. But of course, for every loser, there is a winner. And on the flip side, a rising dollar is typically a good sign for commodities, with strong commodity prices driving the strength in the Aussie dollar. So that leaves our miners as a beneficiary, alongside the likes of Qantas, with their second biggest spend going to oil, which is priced in US dollars, and retailers and importers who are set to reap the rewards of the foreign pricing on their inputs for their sales being made in Australian dollars. And we have that table up in the strategy section too, showing those Aussie dollar beneficiaries and their recent performances. And before we make it to earnings season, we obviously have to make it through confession season and keep an eye on our confession season record in the newsletter to keep up to date with who's been clearing skeletons out of their closets in the lead up to their results. Now looking to the week ahead and US markets are closed tonight for Martin Luther King Jr. Day but all eyes will be on Wednesday afternoon's inauguration of Joe Biden as president in Washington 4am on Thursday our time and after the deadly riots at the Capitol a fortnight ago there are plenty of nerves around what sort of response there may be. We also have a number of central bank meetings headlined by the ECB out on Thursday. We've also got China and Japan through the week. While US earnings season is heating up, with a few of the big banks, Morgan Stanley, Goldman and Bank of America, reporting alongside some other big names such as Netflix, Procter & Gamble and Intel. Full calendar is on our website in the strategy piece and in the calendars section. On the corporate calendar this week, it is a bit of a busier week as things get back to normal. Rio kicks things off with a fourth quarter update tomorrow. BHP follows suit with a second quarter update on Wednesday, while we also have December traffic numbers from Sydney Airport, which will be bad, but the question is just how bad. The Macquarie Asia EV slash battery conference and AGM from API and half year results from AFI all on Wednesday. On Thursday, we get quarterly updates from a few of the oilers in Santos, South 32 and Woodside, as well as AGMs from some smaller names, the Australian Leaders Fund, 3P Learning and Amazim, and half-year results from Tiny Beans. 
On Friday, we have just the second quarter update from Senex Energy. There are essentially no ex-dividends this week, with the only one Kelly Partners Group, which is a $97 million market cap with a 0.2% yield. So not much to get excited about there for the income investor. And on the economic front, our week is kicked off locally with new home sales tomorrow, followed by Westpac Consumer Confidence, Consumer Inflation Expectations, and the Unemployment Rate on Thursday. And finally, we have the Flash Market Manufacturing and Services PMIs alongside December Retail Sales on Friday. And those Flash Manufacturing and Services PMI numbers are rearing their head in the US, Japan, UK, and Europe on Friday, all from their respective sources. Over in the US, they have a fairly quiet week with the focus on that presidential inauguration. Outside of that, they also have overall net capital flows out tomorrow night, MBA mortgage applications and housing market index on Wednesday, building permits, housing starts and the Philadelphia Fed manufacturing index on Thursday and existing home sales as well as those PMI numbers on Friday. China has a big day-to-day with retail sales, unemployment, GDP growth rate, industrial production, industrial capacity utilization, fixed asset investment, and an MBS press conference before taking it easy for the rest of the week with just the one-year loan prime rate, the remaining economic drop. Japan has a relatively quiet week with the highlight coming on Thursday with the Bank of Japan interest rate decision alongside balance of trade. Outside of that, they have industrial production today and inflation as well as those PMI numbers on Friday. And it is a busy week in Europe. They have the current account, construction output and economic sentiment out on Tuesday. Inflation numbers on Wednesday. The ECB interest rate decision and some flash consumer confidence numbers on Thursday. And then those flash PMI numbers on Friday. While the UK will see labour productivity tomorrow, inflation numbers, retail price index, PPI inputs and outputs, and CBI business optimism on Wednesday. And finally, GFK consumer confidence, retail sales, public sector net borrowing, and those PMI numbers on Friday. We of course have our usual technical observations in the newsletter this morning. A couple of buy signals with Cockley the most notable, trying to turn things around after a very poor run over the last six months. Outside of them, we have A2B, CYL, EOS, MAQ, MVP, NSR, and PWH. While on the sell signals, we have two of the big American indices in the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ with little sell signals alongside AHY, BSL, CDD, CEN, CGC, CGL, CHN, EBO, GNE, JIN, MCY, MEZ, NHF, SNL and SPK. Now on the Marcus Today media front this week, we will have another exciting buy hold sell from Tom midweek. Chris is on Ausbiz on Friday. Henry and Marcus will be sharing the duties on ABC Radio with Virginia Trioli at 10.20 each morning. Marcus will be back with his strategy piece and podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I will be back on Friday with our new weekly sector charts video, which will also be released as podcast accompanying the usual article. And Henry will have all his usual great stuff and another of the ever popular Ask an Analyst in the new webinar format. So that's it from me. Good luck this week, and I'll catch you Friday.